0: The Hamlet Podcast, episode 154. Hello, and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Conor Hanrity. This week's episode is a little bit short, as sometimes happens, but we'll plough onwards, much like the Gravedigger. When we left off, he and Hamlet had been trading lines and wordplay about lies and lying in graves, and indeed the potential ownership of the grave that is currently under construction. Hamlet now asks, What man dost thou dig it for? Now, we in the audience already know that it's for Ophelia, and that this question leaves Hamlet open to argument. Sure enough, the gravedigger has the comeback For no man, sir. Of course, it isn't for a man. But we know that it's a grave that is being made in advance of a burial, and so Hamlet himself can deduce that he needs to reframe his question. So, instead, he asks, What woman, then? The gravedigger has another riddling answer. For none, neither. So, it's not for a man, and it's seemingly not for a woman. Hamlet, therefore, asks the next most logical question. Who is to be buried in it? And now we get a bit more sense from our clown. One that was a woman, sir, but, rest her soul, she's dead. It's a very precise answer. She was a woman when she was alive, but now, rest her soul, she's dead, and is therefore somehow no longer a woman. Hamlet's response to all of this back and forth is another aside to Horatio. How absolute the knave is. We must speak by the card or equivocation will undo us. By the Lord, Horatio, these three years I have taken note of it. The age has grown so picked that the toe of the peasant comes so near the heel of the courtier he gaffs his kybe. Hamlet is noting that the gravedigger's wordplay is absolute. He speaks in absolutes, and therefore his jokes and his comebacks are likewise framed around them. His answers are so absolute, or precise, that Hamlet will have to speak to him by the card. We might nowadays say something like by the book here. The word card will appear later on in the play as something like a paradigm or an example. So Hamlet will have to leave no room for doubt or else the gravedigger will outwit him with his equivocation. This sometimes politicised kind of quibbling is yet another example of the legal language that has been buzzing around in this scene, Hamlet refers to it here to draw a line under it. He makes a little comment here about the narrowing gap between social classes. He says that he's been observing this for the past three years, maybe not literally three, but for a considerable amount of time now. People of lower social class or standing are getting very close to those of the aristocracy in this picked age, so much so that you can hardly tell them apart. The difference between a peasant and a courtier is usually pretty obvious in any Shakespeare play, and Hamlet makes this comment more to suggest the cheek of this gravedigger to equivocate and trade jokes with him, the prince of the realm. The image he uses is of a courtier walking and a peasant behind him, but the peasant is catching up so close that his toe is right up against the kybe, or heel, of the courtier in front they're so close together that you can hardly distinguish them. The age is grown so picked that the toe of the peasant comes so near the heel of the courtier he galls his kybe. Undeterred, mind you, Hamlet has another question. How long hast thou been a grave-maker? Since Hamlet has already commented on how accustomed the grave-maker is to his rather grisly work, Hamlet now wants to know how long he's been doing it. Of all the days of the year, I came to it that day that our last king, Hamlet, overcame Fortinbras. The gravedigger's answer is very specific. He started in this job the very same day that Hamlet's father defeated Fortinbras. Perhaps for our sake, Hamlet asks the follow-up question. How long is that since? Now, The Gravedigger's answer to this question leads into a discussion of one of the big mysteries of the play and its interpretation, and so we'll leave it for the next episode. If I can find anything interesting about the galling of kibes, I'll be sure to add it to the show notes page of the website. If you're a newer listener, be sure to check it out, thehamletpodcast.com. There's a whole heap of extra material, bonus episodes, a searchable glossary, and of course all episodes of the main podcast, the book club, and the basics, all waiting for you there. For all of you listeners who've been lovely enough to buy me a coffee, I really appreciate it. I am caffeinated and very grateful for your support. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and for your company, and I'll speak to you next time.